Hello and welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for your time. Uh, we're coming to you a day later than we usually would, uh, just with everything going on under 17 World Cup. I just couldn't get it out uh, to you guys on Thursday, so we're coming out on Friday, but it's all okay, I'm sure. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting uh, this uh, this project. Thanks for uh, yeah, just you know uh, enjoying and 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 always coming back. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of talented uh, guys that we're talking about this week, and uh, three guys on the show. Uh, three three of the scouts, the army, as I like to say, uh, are on the show this week. Uh, we have Kane Purnell, Ignacio Rosotto, and. Uh, Raul Rusetti. Um, and uh, yeah, talking about some, a lot of interesting guys and uh, really um, look forward to uh, seeing some more of them. Uh, and uh, we've, we've seen we've seen most of them uh, in the last couple of months um, and we'll actually see a couple of them at the under 17 World Cup. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time just in case you don't know, you're, you know, you haven't been listening to the show uh, much. Um, this is part of the Taking the Charge Substack. Um, there's also the paid subscription, uh, which you get the um, Taking the Charge Prospects podcast, uh, where we have an in-depth interview with uh, a young player from around the world. Uh, and there's also the full archives of this show. Uh, this show is um, uh, available for free for two weeks and then is put behind the paywall. Um, it's uh, If you think it's a little bit too much uh, price-wise, just you know, drop me a message. We could talk about it. Um, uh, you know, really happy to have people um, consume the content. Um, without further ado, let's get it to let's get to it. Again, uh, Kane Purnell, Ignacio Rosotto, and Raúl Rusetti. Enjoy these guys. Uh, great work uh, as always, and we will talk to you uh, next week. All right, and back on the uh, Talking Talent uh, podcast with me from uh, down under um is uh kane pernell kane uh how are you doing hey uh david i'm doing well and uh thanks for having me back on yeah um any uh just really quick thoughts on the draft since um, since obviously this is such a big uh you know big topic yeah i mean it was great to see two aussies i mean dyson Daniels eight, um, Nerdley Travis at the back end of the draft. Um, you now, if you tell me about two years ago, Travis is going to get drafted, I probably would have laughed at you. So, you know, the fact that he's gone from where he has to getting drafted, um, I, you know, really, that's just pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, I'd just really like to see a whole heap of international players getting drafted. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, more, <laughs> more, uh, uh, more NBL guys, you know, not even, not even just, uh, you know, Travers. I mean, you know, you also had uh, Ding um, get drafted. Uh, to, yeah. Basson got drafted too. Didn't he? he got drafted at the end, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, um, it gives them more, even more uh, 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 fodder to, to say, Hey guys coming over, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get competition. You're going to learn English. You're going to, you know, and, uh, and you very well could get drafted. You know, we have a, we're, we're building up a history. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's also a winner for the, um, it's also a winner for the, for the, uh, Australian NBL. Um, we're, we're actually only a couple of days before the, uh, start of the under 17 world cup. I know you, 
uh, we're going to talk about a couple of guys from the um, from the under 16 uh, Asia Championship. Only only one of those guys is going to be at the under 17 World Cup. But uh, uh, your your thoughts about uh, some of the some of the teams? I mean, you know, we've looked at uh, we've looked at a lot of these t- you know teams and players. You know, the French guys, the Spanish guys. Uh, et, et cetera. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the Australian team pretty well and, and, and the and the New Zealand, you know, team, uh, you know, a, a good bit as well. Um, maybe your, your thoughts, expectations, uh, you know, doesn't have to be long, but maybe just brief expectations for this tournament coming up. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to, to see how the Australians go at this level. Um, you know, they've been drawn great, um, but I don't think it is one of the most talented groups we've had. Um, you know, so it is going to be interesting when they try and push for a medal. Um, but on the whole, I mean, we were talking about this before, um, Spain are really exciting. So it's going to be really, really exciting for me just to see how they play there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, it seems to me, USA, Spain, France, probably in that order, I would say. And then sort of Australia saying, you know, we want to be part of the party too, you know, seems, seems to me. Or am I, or am I missing some Canada? Who knows what Canada, you know, Canada two weeks uh, before the tournament started, they had their camp with 20 guys. Um, and at the time of recording, they still haven't released their final 12 man roster. Um, and so Canada is a super unknown. They do have some talent, but who knows if those guys are even going to be playing. So, um, but that's kind of how it seems, you know I mean? You know, those big three plus Australia saying, you know, hey, you know, let's don't forget us uh, down down here. So uh, let's jump into the guys that you have uh, that you're going to talk about this week. And, and the, the the first guy will be the guy that we we're going to see. And uh, and I, I really can't wait to see him at a higher level. We actually saw him at a higher level uh, under 19 World Cup last year uh, where he played actually uh, two years, no, three years younger. Uh, 2005 born Yuto uh, uh, Kawashima and uh, he was the MVP of the uh, of the under 16 um, under 16 Asia championship rightfully so he was uh, fantastic uh, for them Uh, 26.6 points 11.2 rebounds 2.2 assists 1.0 1 point uh, 1.2 steals, uh, 42% three pointers. Um, I, I, this, so, and the, and them reaching the final, um, you know, this is a, uh, uh, this is the second time that Japan is in the, in the under 17 world cup. And, 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 uh, the first time was with Rui Hashimura and, uh, Rui Hashimura didn't have anything. And then, uh, but I think Kawashima actually does have some stuff around him. He is clearly the best guy in that team, but, um, you know, they, they do have a little bit more, um, actually quite a bit more than, than Hashimura had. Um, and, uh, so, you know, this is, uh, this is a guy that has openly said, you know, my next goal is to, you know, get out of Japan. And, and I think that's what he needs, you know, um, whether that's a college, which it would seem like would be the next step. Um, or what it is Uh, but you know it's definitely seems like um, a guy that that needs to get out Uh, so what do you have on uh, Yuto uh, Kawashima yeah so Kawashima um, just you know from a physical uh, perspective um, about 6'7 that's what he's listed at Um, 
doesn't have a massive wingspan, um, still rather skinny, um, but he's got you know, decent athleticism. Um, doesn't have blow-by speed or anything like that, but um, you know when he strings together a few dribble moves, um, his first step out of that is pretty quick. Um, you know, when he gets downhill as well, um, really like how quick he is there. Um, lacks a bit of strength, um, just with his frame, you know, still can add to his body. Uh, but on the offensive end, he actually uses body really well. Um, so he handles the ball a lot. Um, he's a real big, he was a real big mismatch at this tournament. Um, you know, he would take bigs off the dribble, you know, if they put a big on him um, from the perimeter or if they put a guard on him, he would post them up. Um, uh, no, so he doesn't, you know, blow by everyone. Um, just he's really subtle with the way he creates space, um, uses his shoulders well um, just to kind of bump guys off. Uh, excellent footwork uh, once he gets, you know, um, you know, three, four, five feet out. Um, outstanding touch. Uh, his touch, you know, floaters, um, layups, all that, uh, really, really good. Um, you know, just using his size, um, gets up over people. Uh, and, you know, as a shooter, I think that's really going to help him going forward, having that touch to build from. Um, he has a few things he has to clean up with his shooting form. Um, you know, he keeps his right foot like a fair way um, in front of his left. Uh, you know, just if he can kind of square up a little bit more, um, just you know, get some more reps in, I think he'll develop even more as a shooter um, because he's going to be playing on the wing going forward, uh, even though he was playing as a big for a fair bit of the tournament here. Um, uh, so when he gets downhill, um, he makes good reads. Um, he doesn't always, uh, you know, fully break down the defense and kick out. But, you know, if he gets someone coming over from the strong side corner, uh, makes the right pass, um, you know, after grabbing rebound, pushing the pace, kicks out to um, shooters. Uh, so he's a very lean passer. I think you can see that as well on the perimeter, um, just, you know, moving the ball. The ball doesn't stick with him, um, which, you know, I really like to see that considering, you know, he's their, their main scorer. Um, uh, on the defensive end, uh, he he did struggle a bit at times when he was up against some bigs. Um, you know, he he was, you know, creating some steals. Um, uh, he was, you know, also trying to use his verticality, um, but just lacked a bit of, um, a bit of strength. You know, that's something that will come and also, you know, something he won't always have to do. Uh, I did think that you know he was a solid defender um as the big in the pick and roll um you know but you no know, i do want to see him how he moves um you know in the future uh just on the perimeter um you know he's you know quick in his little bursts so i think he's going to be a solid defender um you know, not a massive wingspan or anything like that but i think um you know fundamentally he'll be solid enough on the defensive end um i just wanted to add in um so up against the Australian team in the final, uh, you know, he was beating people off the dribble. Um, uh, you know, I know he beat Hughes off the dribble once, then Brewer. So that's, he's gone from, you know, taking a 6'10 guy off the dribble, um, then goes and does it against a 6'5 guy. Uh, so Australia just had to start collapsing against him. Um, and the fact that he was, you know, still efficient in that game um, with all that, I thought was really impressive. Um Oh, I forgot to add in about his his fakes. Um, you know, just his overall craft as a driver. Uh, you know, pass fake, shot fake, um, and just 
kind of catch his defender off balance, get him standing up a little bit. Um, and that is how he creates his separation. Um, I think uh, he's already got a pretty solid base as a ball handler. So if he can continue to um, develop his ball handling, uh, you could be seeing someone that could run, you know, some point forward, um, you know, run a bit of offense through him at times. Um, just like you said before about his next move being to, you know, possibly college or something like that. Um, I think he is a really, really solid uh, solid recruit for the you know, mid-major, high-major level. Um, very, very talented. Uh, and I really would like to see him um, playing with some, you know, you said that this is a good team and it was. Um, you know, I forget the guard's name, but he was in the All-Star 5 as well. Um, but just playing against, with some, you know, the, the other players of a bigger size. So he gets to play on the wing. Um, that's something that would really intrigue me going forward. Yeah, uh, the let's see here. What was his name? Um, Seguro uh, Ishiguchi, yep. Ishiguchi, Ishiguchi was the uh, also. Yeah, I I really liked this, you know, um, because he's he wasn't as um, he wasn't as uh, you know, let's say stuck in the center position as Rui was, uh, because Rui was bigger, more physical. Um, uh, uh, you know, was stronger and everything than 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 uh, Kawashima uh, is at that same same uh, point in time. I I you know, but Kawashima is definitely a better shooter, and um, and so, uh, but but dominated the teams you know that you would expect a player to do. You know, didn't like play down to the level of competition. You know, thirty seven. Uh, wait, no, sorry, 26 and 18 against Philippines, uh, 32 and 17, uh, that's rebounds against, um, uh, against India, you know, uh, 38, seven and zero turnovers in, uh, in 31 minutes against New Zealand in the big semifinal, uh, that got them to the, um, that got them to the final. Um, and then, you know, they just, you know, Australia said, you know what, we're not going to let you beat us, you know? <laughs> You know, hey guys, the rest of Japan, you can beat us, but we're not gonna let this guy beat us. You know, so, like you said, they collapsed on him and said, so he scored twenty three, but it was actually on an eight of the, the, the eight of twenty four, uh, which you know, uh, you know, it's not not the best, but and he also fouled out, uh, you know, shortly before the end of the game. Um, but uh, clearly, their best player, but again, not the difference that it has been in the past um, with the Rui Hashimura team. All right, let's move to the next guy. Um, and, um, and that is, uh, Mohammed Amini, uh, with, uh, with Iran. Uh, so actually 2006 born. So actually with, with, uh, Kawashima, uh, he just recently turned, uh, 17, uh, late May birthday for, uh, for Yuto. Uh, Amani, on the other hand, uh, uh only just recently turned, 16 uh, end of uh, April is his birthday and uh you know was was really you know definitely one of their leading players and you know uh the, you know if they had pl- if they had performed a little bit better you know probably could have got some consideration for a spot on the alternative team you know ended up uh ended up with 22.8 points uh 10.4 rebounds 2.6 assists 4.6 steals um uh, two double doubles with 15 rebounds. Um, um, not not the greatest of shooters outside, 32%. Uh, but you know, this is a guy who, um, if I'm not mistaken, actually played Super League 
for um for Suzanne Tehran actually last season, not this past season, but the season before. Uh, so that would have made him basically play the entire season to turn 16. So as a four as a 15. Nah, no, actually as a 14-year-old. So uh, that's pretty crazy. Um uh, so what do you have on uh on Mohammed uh Mohammed uh, Amani? Yes, yeah, so yeah, someone I hadn't seen um seen before this tournament actually. Um so you know, just from a numbers um standpoint, he just stands out really. Um, you know, about a six six, um, more of a guard than a wing though. Um uh and I think the steals really, really stand out as well. Um four point six steals a game is just massive. Um but yeah, I was really impressed with uh his ability to create um off the dribble. Um, really patient, uh, you know, when he had the ball in the half court, someone comes to screen for him, he would get his man onto his hip, um, you know, just controls his pace, like very under control with that, um, just you know, kind of probes around, shifty around the rim, um, glides by defenders, squeezes through gaps. Uh, he's got a nice spin move after he's picked up his dribble. Um, so just getting downhill when he gets the chance. Um, you know, he's a pretty decent athlete. Uh, he did have a, I can't remember what game it was. He tried to dunk on someone um, and that kind of just you know, caught my attention because I wasn't wasn't seeing him as a massive high flyer um, and then he pulled that out. Um, you know, he's rather solid, solid build. Um, definitely uses his strength, um, you know, bumping into guys, uh, just, you know, finishing around the rim. Um from the perimeter, uh, you know, he was, you know, 13 of 41, not the best. Um, but I think his form looks pretty solid. Uh, you know, he, I like it, like the speed of his shot, gets it off reasonably quick. Um, you know, off the catch, it looks really good, actually. Um, and then he took a few, like, really tough shots off the dribble, like end of the shot clock type shots. Um, and he made a few, which I thought was pretty promising. Um, so going forward, you know, that's a number I think is going to come up. Um, you know, I think you get to like a solid shooter. Um, uh, on offense, uh, if he's attacking closeout, that's when I find him uh, to be at the most uh, creative with his dribble. You know, I've seen him just go between the legs, behind the back. Um, just that, that's kind of only time he really gets a ho- like all that creative. Most of the time, it's just plays at his own pace um, uh, and just, you know, probes around, um, does a good job of crabbing with his dribble um, and, you know, just gliding to defenders. Um, I like that he started to punish the defenders when they were going under anyone's screens. Um, you know, so like I said before about the difficult shots, um, you know, he was, he was mainly trying to get to the rim, but uh, I know, you know, as the defenders were going up uh, under on him, he started picking up on that. Um, and he just, you know, started to shoot the ball a bit more. Um, and he made a few here and there um, just to, you know, keep defenders honest up on him. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid passer. Um, but was it 2.4 assists a game? Um, just as how much he is creating, I thought that number would have been a bit higher just from the eye test and looking back at his stats. Um, he kind of, you know, whipped some passes around uh, with his right hand, I thought. Um, you know, there were some really quick ones. Um, not as much as his left, although I can see him improve his left a bit more. Um, 
Uh, was pretty good finding his big man as well. Uh, his, some of his bigs had some huge games. Um, very, very efficient the, around the rim, and he definitely helped him with that. Um, on the defensive end, so like sort of for the 4.6 steals a game, you know, you see that number and you think it'd be someone that's, you know, just running around, just doing whatever they want, just gambling for everything. But he was really under control, actually, defensively, um, very uh, uh, disciplined. Um, you know, he closed out, slid his feet, um, tried to beat people to their spots. He wasn't just reaching in. Um, just played at a really high intensity, which is where the steals actually came from. Um, you know, he was you know, at 6'6 six, six or so. He's not not massive, but he uh, used his verticality rather well um, with his strength, you know, kind of bumped into people. Uh, after sliding, he did a good job of going from sliding to up vertically, bumping into people um, and caused a few turnovers like that. Um, and overall, yeah, just a very interesting player, I think, to going forward. And I'd love to see what his uh, plans are for the future. Yeah, I could imagine that he sticks around in the um, in the uh, uh, Iranian Super League. Uh, 2006 born, so actually, I would imagine plays uh, under 18 European uh, 18 uh, Asian Championship this year, um, and then actually plays under 18 Asian Championship in two years' time as well. Um, get you an idea of, of where he's at as far as a national team uh last guy is uh filipino uh actually uh american filipino um salem is that how you would is that i think it's calem 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 harris yeah. uh from from actually from nashville nashville tennessee uh got his passport uh, uh before turning um before turning 16 uh, plays at Stewart Creek High School there in uh, in uh, near Nashville, and was fun. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, just the just the athleticism. Uh, you know, good size on the wing, and and uh, you know, doing some some really fun stuff. Uh, you know, put together ten points, ten point three points, six point zero rebounds, uh, one point five blocks. Um, and uh, yeah, just you know, really some fantastic dunks. So, why don't you let us know what you have on uh, Caleb Maris? Yeah, so about six five on the wing. You know, pretty solid size, especially at this tournament. Uh, on the wing, that's you know, very solid size. Um, rather slender, they're like you know, pretty um, thin frame, um, a decent wingspan. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you follow the FIBA you know, social media accounts, I'm sure you've seen some of his dunks. Um, just so athletic, gets up, dunks on people. Um, I'm assuming he has quite a strong core, actually. Um, just with the way he is dunking over these people, you know, you see a lot of skinny people. Um, they, they get up for the dunks, but they don't actually finish them. Um, but the fact that he is finishing these huge dunks uh, and also his body control in the air, he can take a hit, um, readjust, you know, control his body, readjust, you know, double clutch, finish um, at the rim still after contact. Um, his numbers are a bit... Uh, up and down. Uh, it was kind of strange, actually. He would have some games where he just went, you know, took over. He took a bunch of mid-range shots, um, and then other games he would just, you know, kind of sit in the corner and wouldn't really do a whole lot. Um, so I wasn't really sure what was up with that. Um, but uh, yeah, so he does like to get to that mid-range. Um, uh, he doesn't have the best handle going to his left. Um, I found so. In his right, it's decent, um, but, you know, he'll prefer to, like, cross over, get to his mid-range if he's going left. Um, right, he can get to the rim a bit better, I find it. Um, 
the shooting is um, a little strange as well, actually. Um, so, you know, he had some shots where he uh, so had some games where he's hitting a bunch of shots in mid range. Um, looks pretty solid from there. Uh, jumps up really high when he shoots the ball from the mid range, actually, like rises up. Um, but he kind of has a different shooting form um, as he's shooting from the mid range compared to from deep. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's a, you know, strength thing there um doesn't really have the strength to shoot because he brings the ball like well past his head as he's shooting from deep uh and he only shot one of 11 from three um so you know looks terrible right now um but i think you know going forward he was you know a good shooter from the mid-range uh free throw line he was 11 of 13 um you know his touch was you know it was it was all right um it wasn't outstanding but you know he was making making some shots around the room finishing uh, off the glass um so i think you know he's, he's going to improve as a shooter um, i'm just like to see him get a bit more confident from there um and just refine refine his shot um add some lower body strength and uh, you know increase his range um as a playmaker as well i thought that that was um, another interesting thing uh, how he had you know i appreciate a seven assist game um yeah, he did. And then there was a bunch of games where he had one assist. Um, I think his vision is actually pretty solid. Uh, I think the issue more is he can get himself stuck off the dribble. Um, you know, his left hand, like I said before, it's just not that good right now, I don't think. Um, so he can get himself caught in some doubles, um, you know, turns the ball over. Um, but in the Kazakhstan game, you know, that's the game he had seven assists. He, um, sorry, he was getting downhill. He was seeing the second man coming, uh, kicking out to shooters. Uh, and he was doing this from a variety of situations, um, just, you know, driving, getting downhill, um, you know, transition, getting downhill, just kicking out. Or also out of the post, um, they posted him up a couple of times. He could spin, see the man coming um, and, you know, kick out to someone. Um, so I think that's promising as well for him going forward. Um, the, the vision is there. It's more just uh, him staying where he wants to stay uh, instead of being you know, unable to get there. Um, on the defensive end, he has some great flashes uh, when he's guarding the ball. Um, you know, if you haven't seen the, the the block he had and then he turned it into a poster dunk, go and check it out because it's just unreal athleticism. Um, but off the ball, I was a bit disappointed. Um, they did play in a zone uh, here and there and he kind of just tuned out a lot, um, like playing down the bottom on the wings um, he was just, you know, letting guys kind of walk in front of him, catch the ball in the paint. Um, yeah, just an overall, just, you know, lack of awareness, I think it was. Um, uh, he's a pretty solid rebounder. Gets up with his vertical, um, gets up, grabs the ball, kind of pushes the paint a bit. Um, uh, and I thought that it was a you know, pretty good shot blocker for a wing. He blocked a whole heap of jump shots. Um, really just quick twitch athleticism, the length. Uh, people thought they had room and they didn't. Uh, I would like to see him get a little bit more active off the ball, uh, just with his tools. You know, he should be forcing more turnovers than he did. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I would say an exciting uh, prospect for the long-term future for the Filipino uh, national team. Um, Kane, why don't you let us know where everybody, let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, et cetera. Yes, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore Uh And for my words, um, hopefully by the time this is out, 
I'll have something new. Um, so just go check out my Twitter and uh, you'll see where my, my scouting reports will be from now on. All right. Fantastic stuff. And uh, as we always say, t- uh, talk to you in two weeks and we're going to have to figure out exactly what that looks like, but uh, definitely talk to you within, uh, in the, uh, in the coming weeks for sure. All right. Thank you. Dad. Have a good one. All right, back on the uh, Talking Talent show with me from Uruguay is Ignacio Rosotto uh, from Pro Insight. Uh, Ignacio, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, it's FIBA season once again, so this is this is my time of the year. So uh, that it's awesome to you know really have a normal FIBA season back. When I mean FIBA season, I mean FIBA youth tournament season. So it's yeah. awesome to get back into it and have so much basketball to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, really so much. I mean, we we had under 18 Americas. We had under 15 Central Basket, uh, which was qualifiers for under 16 Americas next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are in full preparation for under 17. Um, then, you know, then you have under 20 and under 18 Europe. Yeah. Um, there was under 16 Asia as well. Uh, yes, of course. Under 16 Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Under 16 Asia to give us a four, final four spots. And um, yeah, it, uh, it uh, doesn't really stop in the, in the, in yeah. the summer and we are in the middle of that. So, yeah. Um, and we're going to get actually to, we're going to actually talk to uh, talk about some of the guys um uh, that came from the uh, under 18 Americas. And we're going to do three players that uh, <laughs> Mexico qualified for under, no, or didn't they? <laughs> no. Uh, under 19? Didn't they? I don't know. I'm trying to think. No, it was, no, it was Brazil, yes. Brazil, Argent, Brazil, and Argentina. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, two, two guys we're going to see next summer at the under 19 World Cup. Well, I guess maybe, you know, which is the whole story with, with uh, Canada and USA. Anyhow, uh, but, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, definitely we'll talk about them now. Um, uh, first guy is, uh, the Canadian representative, third place Canadian representative. Uh, on the alternative team, that was Vashon Alet. And, uh, yeah, clearly their top dude uh, on that team uh, averaged a uh, shade under 19 points, uh, just under eight rebounds, almost four assists, and, uh, you know, um, uh, just more than uh, just more than a steal. Um, didn't shoot particularly well from three-point range. You'll get into that, um, mm-hmm. you know good three free throws but um and, and uh, yeah i'll just let you go with that um i guess plays plays in in uh st louis is that right plays for st is that right uh no i i think he plays for last time i i watched him he was playing for a, a high school in canada called high school united canada. scholastic academy in okay. ontario okay. Oh. uh but he might have transferred and i i maybe don't No, you probably it. have it better than me so um why don't you let us know what you what he what you have on uh Vashan Alet who was, yes. who was actually the guy was the guy you were saying in the in our U18 America's preview to watch out so good yeah. one on that good one on that good yeah one. that that was that was uh that was a good one for me and I'm not picking 
to talk about Alet just because I think I was earlier on him than a lot of people uh, because I've been watching his high school season in, in Canada and he was definitely one of the standouts there. And he was definitely one of the standouts in this tournament. Um, he led the tournament in scoring with uh, 18.8 points per game. Um, and I think I, I want to focus on the, on the positives before focusing on the things that he didn't do. So the positives for me is that he's a really aggressive driver um, who has really good size for, for a combo guard. He's listed at six foot three place a bit bigger than that uh, has um, I don't, I don't think he has a particularly strong frame, but he plays through contact and like any, like nothing, you know, he, he doesn't mind contact, uh, you know, doesn't mind going to the rim, drawing fouls. So a, a very prolific driver who uses this combination of change of directions, body control and changes of speed to create against a set defense and you know to catch defenders off position and and, and create advantages um, he's also able to um, take advantage of those defenders off position and off help defenders to make place for teammates to find open teammates in the perimeter there's a level of scoring gravity that he has which draws help multiple defenders who just help defenders in and he's able to make the simple reads the simple kick out passes uh to find teammates open in the corners and in the wings um not a particularly like i don't want to use the word cerebral so i will just say that he plays more he thinks more on the move than he does as a half-court passer. But this Canada team wasn't really much um, of a half-court offense-oriented team. They were just hooping out there. That, that's the, the impression I got. Let's just get, um, get, get off court really quick so that we don't have to play a set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, in, in, in that style, I think Alette thrived. And he showed some moments of, you know, okay, in the very sporadic pick and rolls that they ran, um, he was able to make the right reads. Something I, I generally tend to look at uh, with uh, guys, with playmakers, with initiators is, okay, they can they see stuff not only in to their strong side, but to their weak side? Can they make that you know, cross their body pass to the opposite corner and find an open teammate? Can they hit the player that's two, three passes away? And let's show some flashes of that. Um, and, and for someone who was so aggressive as a driver, he was also able to keep a positive assist to turnover ratio. So I would say there's, there, there's some room to grow and there's some... Um, you know, building blocks there in terms of playmaking. Um, and then he just plays with a lot of energy. Uh, a, a really competitive guy, aggressive point of attack defender, uh, pressure supposing ball handlers, moves laterally, 
really well. So he provides a lot of value in a ton of areas and has the tools uh, to thrive. For me, I think he has the tools to thrive at the college level. Um, what needs to improve is the shooting. Uh, he shot 28.1% here from three, and the percentage doesn't look as bad as the shot itself looks. Um, you know, a really slow wind up with uh, really low release points. So it's like super easy to contest. And there's kind of a lot of moving parts there uh, in the shot mechanically, like the elbow is uh, flares out by, by a, a bit. So um, what I would say about Aled is that he needs to really, really work on the shot. Uh, he's a class of 2023, so we're not going to see him in NCAA this year if he chooses that route. Uh, so, he, yeah, he definitely has uh, one more year to work on that before getting to, to the next level. But I think movement shooting is, is something that, you know, every high-level initiator at the D1 level should have, you know, in his bag. So... Um, I, I don't think with the current form and the time it takes to get a shot off, I don't think it's, it's translatable to that level, despite having pretty decent touch and, um, and having flashes of, 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 you know, movement shooting. So that, that's something he, he needs to work on. And then some, some moments of decision-making were kind of baffling, uh, you know, him walking into turnovers, I think the aggressiveness at, at times get the be gets the best of him. But, you know, I, I don't think, again, I don't think this Canada team really had a ton of structure. Um, so I can un understand on that end. But overall, uh, I think it was a really strong tournament for a lead that I don't know if many people were aware of a lead unless they went and watched Canadian high school basketball. So it, it might as well have been his breakout tournament for a lot of D1 coaches and uh, you know, professional coaches that now know that you know a lad is capable of doing this type of stuff, not only in a high school setting, but in 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 this type of competition. Yeah, I, I think you could probably say breakout tournament. Um so Half joking, half serious question. So he has a little shimmy shake before he does his free throws. Yeah. And colleges, college kids can be pretty creative with their mm. mockery and trying to distract people. Um, do you think he keeps that? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's a good, um, he's a pretty good free throw shooter. I think, I think it was 80% if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in there. So I think he's similar. Uh, it reminded me to, uh, KD to Kevin Durant. Like he does kind of the same, um, sort of like, like it, that pronounced that pronounced though. Uh, I think so. I, I think okay. it's too, I don't think it's too like. Other... No, 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 no. I, I, I think it's, I think it's, it seems to me it would be to 
half relax the body yes and then yes. also to get in a, a, a like the proper rhythm you know and and to get you know get the the body moving you know it's, uh, t- so it was it was 28 of 35 so it's 80 percent right on the nose uh, yeah free throw shooting so uh so i just <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Again, like like I said, half half serious, half half. Um, yeah. Probably half, probably top three FIBA, <laughs> and this is this is where I get into nerd mode. Top three FIBA uh, free throw routines. A lead number three. Um, Scotty Barnes did a thing where he kind of dribbled the ball behind his back before taking a free throw. I don't know if he's still doing that in the, in the NBA. And then number one, it's got to be Schengen. Schengen talking to the ball is number one free throw line routine of all time. Well, I mean, we also had under 19 uh, was, uh, who was the Louisville kid uh, who shot underhand? Oh yeah, uh, Chinanu Anuaku. Anuaku, yeah, exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's more like free throw form. Yeah, yeah, free throw routine, like dribble the ball behind your back. Yeah, Uh, like like Teodosic, you know, with with his, you know, touching his face and and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice a nice list. I don't know if many people could put that put together a list like that. (laughs) Um, let's move to another guy who. He seems to have been around forever, um, and uh, that's uh, Elijah Fisher, uh, 2004 born, and you know, I mean, he's been on Canadian maps since he was, since he was 14, you know, and um, as you know, prog- you know, prognosticated as as really the next uh, the next superstar, um, and um, so we've seen him a lot. We saw him last year at the under 19. A World Cup in Latvia, where 2004 born, so to the January, early January 2004 born, playing at the under 19 World Cup last year in Latvia. Another one of those guys, you know, who I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you know uh, the other guy? No, I don't. 2004 born, early January, playing at the under 19 World Cup, starring for his team. Hmm. One big wait, man wait. from France. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I see where you were going. <laughs> uh, so he, so Fisher is another guy who could actually play at the under nineteen World Cup again in uh, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, no, uh, yeah. twenty. Uh, uh, yeah, it's next year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, next next year, twenty-three. Yeah. Again, again, I, you know, if he's gonna go, you know, if he does, do we know where he's going to college? Fisher? Yes, he committed to Texas Tech. Oh, that's right, and, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's right. Texas and Tech. he is a 2022 um, high school class. So we're going to see him this in, in about four or five months. He's going to be already playing for Texas Tech. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, if he then says, I want to go to the NBA, try my hand in the NBA, he might not be at the World Cup next year. Mm-hmm. Uh he was, he was, you know, he was the second guy there probably. I think, I think it's safe to say, uh, although yeah. uh, the Brazil game, I think I saw he scored one point in the second half uh, yes. against Brazil and uh, really totally disappeared. I don't know if that was also some of the Brazilians taking, taking him out of the game. Uh, but uh, one point in the second half of that, of that uh, comeback by Brazil 
where yeah. it was a 23 point deficit, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, yes. Average 13 points, five and a half rebounds, just shy of three, uh, three assists. Um, a, a less than ideal seven uh, percent mm-hmm. from three point range. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I won't. I won't steal any more of your thunder. Uh, so, what do you have on uh, Elijah Fisher? Yeah. So, th- I think you mentioned sh- some of the the concerns. I'm again. I'm going to start with the good stuff, and then get get into that. But uh, so Fisher, I really liked first of all the tools the size, the ability to move laterally, the, the body control um, to get through tight spaces as a driver and get to the rim. Um, shows a, to me a really great level of touch and flexibility and hang time. Uh, so those are, are things that go a long way and translate pretty much to every single basketball skill. Um, and, and, and they did in this tournament, like, again, he was able to put the ball on the floor, uh, navigate through traffic, finish at the rim with a really great combination of flexibility and hang time to finish, you know, against contact in awkward angles, uh, which allowed him also to get a lot of fan ones. Um, and then on defense, like he moves laterally pretty well. Um, so when you combine that with the seven, six foot seven size, and he's pretty, I would say he's pretty strong for his age. So I think he's ready from an athletic standpoint to, um, you know, make an impact at the division one level right away. And I think it's more than justified that a high major team like Texas Tech, you know, is in on him and gets him. And I don't know Texas Tech's, um, you know, situation in terms of um, what's the depth chart for them for next year. But I could see Fisher playing a a, a bulk of minutes there uh, because I think he's just ready from that physical standpoint. And from also from, again, a driving standpoint, putting pressure on the defense, getting to the rim, finishing um, with a good level of touch and with a good level of versatility, that's, that's there for him. The most interesting thing for me, however, was the flashes of passing. He also showed that in playing for Crestwood Prep in Canada, um, how he's able to first react to the defense and make passes and uh, take advantage of what the defense gives him. Um, If he finds an open teammate, if he sees a cutter, um, if he sees a double team, he's going to hit the open man. And of course, I don't think he's going to be a point guard, but when you are able to not only create your own drives, but also create for teammates at six foot seven, I think that's, that's important. And in Canada, he was also able to run some pick and rolls and, you know, hit, you know, do this type of versatile, creative passes. He would hit you with, um, you know, bounce passes through traffic, uh, thread the needle, that, that sort of stuff, which I thought were super valuable. He was more contained here. He didn't have the ball in his hands as, as much. Um, 
but he he showed some flashes and i think again i'm i'm always uh going to be interested in players who are who have wing or forward size and can make passes like that's that's i think creates a, a ton of advantages um but to get into some of the things you mentioned i didn't think he i i would have expected when looking at the roster from canada i would have expected fisher to be the guy with the most shots to be the guy to uh you know put the team on his back you know and lead the team in scoring um and it just didn't happen and, and it goes beyond the numbers i think there were times where i don't want to say that he disappeared but he was certainly not as aggressive as i would have expected and maybe this was by design or maybe this was part of canada not having really a system and just throwing players out there and let them hoop which is great but like i i i don't think oh, is it great really, <laughs> uh, no it it's not like i i wanted to say like it's great to give your players freedom but you also gotta give them some structure you know and I, i'm also not blaming the coaches here because i don't know what went on in this team but from the outside it didn't seem like they were you know uh having a, a lot of structure uh and i don't know if that was by design or just you know something that didn't happen but yeah i think the the brazil team proved that you can't win a game on talent alone anymore and 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 brazil was talented no no question about it. i mean canada but, canada was shot um uncharacteristically well at the mm. in the first let's say 15 minutes and building that 23 point lead and yeah and basically law of average just just came back and bit them in the butt you know yeah and Canada. then duke lafke happened uh rain and the santos happened and <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, we we, we we had the uh, rain and the santos experience again yeah uh one of the things that I, i i was watching while i was watching the game is that in the second half behind canada's basket It was, I would say there were about seven or eight guys from the U.S. team. And in the behind Brazil's bench, there were, I think the, the entire Argentinian team was watching the, the and I would, I'd love to, I, I love to watch the reactions from the USA guys when the Brazilian guys started hitting crazy shots, especially Reynan and, and Klafke. Yeah. Um, Some of them were on Facebook, especially Cam Whitmore was like, bro, are you seeing this shit? <laughs> like, I, I just thought, I, and, and, and the Argentinians were like reacting accordingly as well. Yeah. So it, it, it showed that how unexpected it was for, for Canada to lose the game in the, in the fashion they did. But I'm getting sidetracked. Going back to Fisher and to wrap things up, um, yeah, I, I don't think it was a disappointing outing, uh, but I would say that the offensive output wasn't 
what you would have expected from someone who's so highly touted uh, coming into a tournament. And am I worried about the shot to wrap things up? Am I, wor am I worried about it, the shot? Yes, seven percent is is a low. Um, yeah, it was a short, a small sample, so I mean, you can't but, really. But yeah. he only took like two shots per game, and yeah. I I really like the touch and I really like the shooting form. So I expect to, I I expect him to be at least a passable shooter at the college level. If if there's a, a, a shooting statistic that worries me, to, worries me about him. Is not the percentage. It's the fact that he only took two shots per game, two three pointers per game. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a, a a weird tournament for Fisher in the sense that I think we all expected him to come out and be the driving force behind Canada, and despite showing a ton of really interesting stuff in terms of physical tools and driving ability and, and, and passing flashes. Um, I think we just, we were just left wanting more, but certainly he has a ton of tools and skills that are going to make him thrive as college wing or forward from, from day one at Texas Tech. I mean, he took 36, free throws divided by six that so i mean it's you know did, did take six free throws a game so yeah. you know maybe did go a little bit more to uh driving the basket driving to the basket uh let's move to uh final guy and that's uh, victor valdez uh mexico um big man who actually turned 18 a couple days ago uh and uh was you know was there, you know, yeah, I mean, that was actually kind of a little bit of a disappointing team uh, in yeah. general um, and uh, was their main guy, 14 points, uh, eight rebounds, three assists, um, a block and two steals. Um, he's actually and he had actually made his uh, debut, I think, with the senior national team already in the in the last window um, uh, back in February. And, uh, you know, showed, uh, you know, big who can actually shoot outside, you know, it's, it's, uh, not something that, that everybody can do. And, you know, he seems like he has at least a little bit of the ability to do that. He's, um, actually out in, in, um, in, uh, in Spain playing, uh, with a set, uh, uh, central basket central. In, yeah. in, in Madrid, in the, uh, in the EBA. Um, so why don't you let us know what you have on Victor Valdez? Yeah, Valdez was already one of the standouts in the U-17 Central Basket last year. Uh, no, I don't remember if it was last year or early this year, but, you know, the, the past U-17 Central Basket that uh, qualified Mexico for this tournament. And he, he reprised his role here, I think, the, the difference with Mexico between Central Basket and now is that the central basket, they were kind of this like three-headed monster with him, Santiago Camacho, and, and Aram Soki. And in this tournament, Soki didn't get a lot of minutes, and Camacho didn't get as, as, as many shots as uh, as Valdez, who um who pretty much was their main guy. 
Um, so with Baldes, his game is kind of deceiving in in a way because he's he's six foot four. He's big. He's strong. Um, he's a guy that um, plays more as a forward than as a wing, but he's just listed at six foot four, six foot five. But it's not about the strength itself. So, so let me let me put it this way. When you're watching him move, he doesn't move at a particularly great speed or he's not super explosive. Um, he's more of a groundbound type of player. So he looks even kind of slow, but he does a great job of using his size to create uh, for himself. He has really great control of the ball through crowds and he just can finish over everybody he's on face by contact um and it's just he has kind of a Jokic quality to him when if he gets the ball and wants to go downhill and wants to score he will score on you and you're just left there wondering like how is he able to make this type of tough shots without you know, the, again, the explosiveness, the quickness, the speed, but he does. He has an excellent level of touch and an excellent level of body control and ball control and traffic. And, you know, he finishes with a lot of versatility and, and that's a big part of his game, just imposing himself physically with that strong frame uh, to get to a rim and, 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 and make those crazy finishes. Um, the other thing that was interesting is the passing uh, he was more of a primary passer in U17s. In this tournament, he was a bit more contained, but he I, I just love his creativity as a passer, how he's able to manipulate the defense in pick and rolls and you know pick apart a defense and create open shots for teammates with you know pass fakes and and that sort of stuff. Um, he's obviously reactive on the move. If you bring the double team, he will find the open teammate. And in transition, he has good vision, good um, accuracy to get long-range passes across. Um, so he plays more of a, a playmaking. <laughs> this is new archetype alert, but uh, undersized playmaking forward. <laughs> that would be the 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 archetype for mark it for down mark it down say it again yeah. say, say it again on uh, i i don't even remember it uh, under, under says plays play making. making forward yeah yes undersized play making forward um UPA. which is upf 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 which is not uh uh i i, I don't even know the value of this sort of player um but i would say that any player who's strong enough to play through contact, uh, who can, who has such a great level of touch that he can score on anyone despite not being to physically be able to finish at the rim. He's more of a below, fin below the rim finisher. And someone who is creative as a passer, I think that's always, that always has value. Does that mean NBA value? Probably not. Does that mean 
European professional level value. Yes. Um, and now we get into the, is that Euro League value? Is that Euro Cup value? Well, I, I, I think that, you know, that's, we're going to see about it in a few years. If he wants to get to that level, I think the shooting is what needs to come around for him. Um, he had shot pretty well, if I recall correctly, at central basket from three. He didn't do that in this tournament, but I, I didn't really buy the percentage at U17s that much. Uh, but he's able to hit mid-range jumpers, create his own shot with, you know, sidestep and, and spot little dribble moves. He has some versatility to shoot off movement. And if I add that up to the amount of the level of touch he has as a driver, I think he's going to develop pretty well as a, as a shooter. And on defense, not the quickest guy to move his feet and to keep opponents in front. But when he's at the rim, he does a really great job of absorbing contact from drivers, uh, like defending with his chest, defending from a standstill, and you know make it make it hard for opponents to score. So overall, again, a, a really weird archetype for for Baldes, and I'm really excited to see like how his career develops. Um, I, I think between him and some of the guys that Mexico have coming up in the pipeline, uh, like Aram Soki, who didn't get a lot of minutes here, but he's a, an exceptional shooter. And I forgot about the 2003 guy from Mexico that was playing in Spain that played for Barcelona. Um, um, Bonilla. Bonilla, guy, yes. Guy Bonilla. Yeah. So I think those three can be you know, really good players for Mexico down the line. And, and it's a really interesting, you know, it's still, still early for Soki, but I think it's an interesting thought to have those three guys uh, as quote unquote, a big three going forward and being like the cornerstones of the Mexico national team. So I think it's an exciting time for Mexico in basketball. I think Camacho is a really good player as well, even though he didn't, you know, had the offensive output that you would have won for him in this tournament. But certainly, like, Valdez could be part of one of the best, you know, generations, like three, four-year generations that, Mexico has had in basketball for quite a while. So, yeah, definitely an interesting tournament for Valdez, who I'm really interested to see how he continues to develop in Europe, uh, because I think he's a he's a you know a European pro level type of player. Again, if that's Euro League, that's Euro Cup, or that's below Euro Cup, you know that's that's something that we need to wait and see. Yeah, and I mean he's already there, so he's uh, under the you know they'll 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 see him now. So, uh, all right, fantastic stuff. Um, uh, then why don't we uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, etc. I know you just had something up uh, on on Pro Insight, so congrats on that. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? 
Yeah. Uh, so first off on Twitter, I'm airball, E-Y-R-E ball. I'm probably going to change my handle at some point because it kind of sucks. Um, and then I write for Pro Insight. Uh, you can find us at prospectiveinsight.com. And I think on Twitter, we're underscore Pro Insight. Yes, underscore Pro Insight. Um, uh, a really aside with a lot of great writers that, you know, deal with players coming up in high school, at the college level, at the international level. Um, I just recently had a, um, a piece on international players from FIBA Americas. Uh, I talked about these three guys and some more. So if you want to know more about the tournament, you can, um, about, about the standouts of the tournament, you can, you can go to that piece. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Ignacio, thanks for jumping on and uh, hopefully so much. In, in two weeks. Uh, All right. we, we're right in the middle of uh, under 17 World Cup then. So it should be, should be fun. Take Awesome. Thanks. See ya. All right. On the show this week from Argentina, uh, we have Raul Rusetti uh, from Prospect Argentina. Raul, how are you doing? Welcome back. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, we are uh, in the uh, in the uh, last couple of days before the start of the under seventeen World Cup. Obviously, uh, your 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 countrymen are there, and um, I, I imagine that uh, despite you know despite winning you know silver at the under sixteen Americas, and you know including the victory over over Canada. Um, I, I probably imagine that they're not necessarily going there with high expectations. Maybe just your, your thoughts about that. And, and, uh, uh, obviously, you know, whenever you go to a competition and you want to win it, um, but, uh, you know, obviously it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a world cup where, you know, they've only reached the quarterfinals once. Um, and so your, your thoughts about this group coming up, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a doable group with, um, with uh, Poland, Egypt, and and uh, and Australia, um, and then you know waiting on the other side for the round of sixteen, looks to probably be Mali, Slovenia. I would imagine is one of those uh, uh, one of those uh, one of the opponents. Uh, your thoughts about uh, about the um, about the team uh, going ahead to the under seventeen? Well, it's a it's a confident group. I mean, not so many times Argentina beat Canada in the under 16, and they did it. They have firepower in the perimeter with Raspal, Giovanetti, Boca, um, Drosesevsky, a kid who missed last year's tournament with an injury. I mean, it's a confident group, of course, like size, but um, I think they are they are pretty confident and, and they are looking to, to make it to the quarterfinals. I think that starting against Egypt could be good for them, for their confidence. Um, well, I think Australia is a little out, out of reach, um, but a win over Poland who could be done. This team uh, have, had played against better opponents and, and did great. In fact, in the, in the gold medal match against USA, they, they did a, a great game against a good team. Um, so um, uh, a, a victory against Poland in the, in the second game 
could be could be interesting for the for the round of 16 matchup. It's a, a team with that uh, has been playing together since 14 years old. Uh, they they won a goal in a South America under 14 in Brazil against Brazil. That tournament, Giovanetti was MVP and was outstanding. And they they had Boca and well. Raspal made a big leap and, and some of the kids are playing overseas. So I think that for an under 17 tournament that Argentina is not usually making big things, uh, they're a, a group to, to pay attention. Uh, looking for, for make it to the quarterfinals. That's, I think this is a realistic goal. I would think that um, you know probably Molly and uh, and Slovenia are like no nope, sorry <laughs> we know you want to do it but we want to do it too um, uh, yeah I, I think I think Molly I think uh, well, you stand a better chance with Molly uh, Slovenia would be tough but you know un not not undoable um, but we'll see definitely uh, interesting you know um, and and so let's jump into your guys uh, the the first. Uh, the first, uh, you know, players that the first player that we're going to talk about will be on that team. And that's uh, Juan, Juan was spout. He, he was um, actually also at the basketball without borders uh, Americas camp uh, in, in Mexico and was actually chosen as the MVP uh, played uh, FIBA under 18 South America championship um, uh, and uh, helped them to the, uh, to the silver uh, second place there. Um and uh, you know, obviously, was one of the leaders of the of the team last year at the um, under sixteen uh, to get the to get the team to the uh, under seventeen World Cup. Um, plays for Obras uh, in in Buenos Aires, and um, looks like probably mm, wait no La Liga. So that's what second division. Oh, he, he's with the a, um, third division. The, third the division. Plays in, the, in the first division, but he plays in the development league and in the third division against seniors. Third division. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, your thoughts on your thoughts on uh, on uh, Juan Raspaud? Well, um, Juan is a six-three combo guard he, who actually going to turn 17 during the tournament, in the last day of the tournament. That, that's cool. <laughs> um, he's a combo guard. And he has a, a really intriguing combination of speed, quickness, and, and skills with the ball that actually make him very dangerous in the open court. Right now, he makes most of the, his impact in transition. Um, his most appealing quality, let's say, is, is his speed and actually his anticipation too, especially in the passing lanes and in defense. Um, he's shifty. He possesses great body control, change in directions, even at full speed, because he also is light. So he's weight 158 pounds. So, I mean, when he's at full speed with long strides, with, with that uh, quick burst, I mean, uh, he can change the directions and at the rim, he has the, the full finishing package. I mean, uh, floaters, offhand layup, uh, or, or off, um, off the wrong foot, or, or 
that kind of stuff. He played for Obras Sanitarias, which is a club from the first division. He does not play with that team right now. He was recruited when he was 14 years old and, and he plays with the under 20, 23 league, which is the development league and against seniors in the third division where he, he does well. I mean, uh, playing against seniors look great for him and, and made uh, great progress uh, in last year during the, the under 16. You can see a progress in him in, in his uh, his basketball IQ, his awareness, and that kind of stuff. That that he playing against those men uh, made him made him better. Um, he was a big part of the 2005 class, which, as you say, defeated Canada and made it to the to the final games in the on the 16 last year. And he will be very likely be the, the the starting point guard for the for the Argentinian team in the in the under 17. He also played this year in the under 18 South American, despite being a, a year younger, and he came to the tournament as the third point guard. I mean, the, the National Foundation is really looking to make him a full-time point guard because right now he can play the two and, and, and he looks more comfortable playing the two, but he will need to become a, a, a more of a facilitator to, to play at the, at the next level. Um, he came to the tournament as a third point guard, but, but he played a really important role off the bench uh, during the group phase. He provided that spark offensively and uh, with his ability to, to run the floor and to get to the rim. And as you say, he was the MVP of the Bas Basketball Without Borders America the past months. Um, considering that his driving ability is right now his main strength, his ability to get to the rim, he will need to add strength to his upper body. To, to be able to finish at the rim against bigger players. I mean, it's, uh, that's uh, uh, really key for him. Uh, but he appears to have a really confident personality. He's not afraid of, of the big moments. Um, he, he can get buckets. I mean, he's, he's really interesting when, when he's uh, unleashed uh, in the open court and in one-on-one -on -one situations. He's a talented player with the ball, especially in the open court. He has long strides and, and soft touch around the ring. Very creative finisher. Uh, and also, he can finish above the rim, too. I mean, he, he put some highlights at, at the FIBA Under-16. His biggest area of improvement right now is his playmaking. I mean, he, he has to take better care of the ball. Um, and he's shooting. Uh, he's working to become a, more of, of a pointer in offense, on offense, but um, he can really drive past his defender in the, in the half court. So if he could improve his vision and his passing abilities, he could really create opportunities for, for his teammates. As a shooter, he, he's not really a consistent shooter right now. He has a two-motion shot mechanic with a, with a low release. Um, does not look fluid right now, but so far it has not been a problem in catch-and-shoot situations. 
um, but he has to improve it to become a better shooter of the dribble. And especially considering that he won't, he will not find it easy to get to the rim at the senior level. In defense, I think that one of his main strengths uh, is his anticipation. He's really gifted as, a, as an off-ball defender, very active in the passing lanes, long arms, quick hands, and, and he likes to take risk. So he's a luck to steal one or two late passes and turn it into a dunk at the other end. He actually, in the basketball without borders, did it a lot. Um, his, he has great awareness on both sides of the court. Um, seems to, to always be looking to, for an opponent mistake. I mean, he's very, very awake on defense. And he has quick hands and so, and on ball and, and off ball defense. Uh, he has a really intriguing potential. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, they're going to need, um, they're going to need uh, Argentina for the under uh, 17 world cup are, are going to need, you know, uh, point guards and they're going to need to, to stay organized and, you know, um, uh, and uh, so obviously play a big role and uh, yeah, looking forward to, to them. Uh, you're you're kind of uh, you're kind of uh, you're kind of selling me a little bit uh, um, on, on Argentina and and, uh, <laughs> and and you're not wrong. I I had them. Um, so the the time of recording um, the power rankings actually I guess come out uh, tomorrow. Uh, day of day of publications uh, will be coming out and and I'm I'm I've already given the the power rankings to uh, to to uh, to FIBA. And I'm actually thinking about maybe pushing them up a little bit, um, oh, because great. because of uh, because of some of the things you said, and 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 uh, which I didn't quite didn't quite realize, uh, but uh, but do have me um, um, are getting me a little bit convinced. Um, uh, I, I I I still don't think they're uh, I don't I still don't think they're a a team that reaches the quarterfinals, um, but um, but uh, I I I I think that. Uh, um, but I think that they are definitely would definitely be one of the better teams in the bottom half of the bracket, uh, which we do get in these tournaments. Yeah, one one thing that was interesting that uh, was that uh, last year Juan uh, Raspaud, we call him Nacho here. Nacho was the the shooting guard of that team, and for this edition, uh, the roster. Uh, I think repeats seven or eight plays. Can't remember right now, but none of them are the point guards. I mean, uh, we the the coach decided to to those shooting guards who play the two at the at the under sixteen are going to be the point guards in in this edition. So that looks promising from for him. And uh, next guy uh will be um uh, you so you mentioned uh you mentioned really quick in passing um uh Respad will turn uh, 17 during it during the tournament yeah. um look. Uh, Thursday actually I think he has a day off even I think that's on the second day off so oh 
You're right. It's not until the 10. It's until, yeah, it's until the 10, the 2. Yeah, yeah. Two it's the Thursday, yeah. which I believe Thursday yeah. is the day off before the quarterfinals. I think they That's do. my bad. I, I was picturing that the tournament ends on the seventh. No, no, July, no, it's, no, no, yeah. it's during the tournament. I think, but I think yeah. it's on, I think it's on, I think the seventh is a day off if I'm not mistaken. That's great for him. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he can, uh, he can go around uh, Malaga and, and uh, yeah. celebrate his birthday. And, um, yeah, actually it's the rest day. <laughs> is, is it? There you go. Well, yeah. you know what? I should know. So, uh, okay. So, so, uh, second guy is, um, a guy that we've seen, uh, uh, we've seen a bit as, uh, this summer, uh, as uh, this year, this year as well. Uh, we've seen him at two tournaments. Um, and we've talked about some of his teammates and that's Brazilian, uh, Samis Calderon, um, who, is a fun watch. Um, yeah. I really like to watch uh, Samis Calderon play the game of basketball. He he was at the under under seven under uh, eighteen uh, South Americans uh, championship, which they which uh, which uh, Brazil won, uh, beating Argentina in the final, um, and then uh, went to the FIBA Americas under eighteen, and they knocked off. Uh, Canada in the in the um, semifinals. Uh, I guess I guess beat Dominican Republic to in the in the quarterfinals to get to the under nineteen World Cup. Uh, came back twenty three point down, I think it was uh, in the semifinal to knock off uh, Canada, uh, and then kind of got uh, um, kind of got uh, demolished by USA a little bit there. Um, but. You know, a guy. One of my one of my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite adjectives to use for uh, I guess adverbs to use for uh, talent, young talented players is oozes potential. Um, and um, yeah, still pretty raw, which I'm sure you're going to get to. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on Samis Calderon? Well, it's just fun to watch. Uh, he's a 6'7 wing uh, with a very long wingspan and that he won't actually turn 18 until late November. So he's still 17 and his body looks like a 17-year-old. I think he, he could grow a couple of inches in the near future as his body develops. Uh, he plays for Corinthians in Brazil and he has a, a physical profile is nearly perfect for a basketball player. I mean, he has size, length, athletic ability, vertical leap, he's explosive. Uh, his vertical leap actually is crazy. He played the, the finals game in the under 18 FIBA Americans against USA. And he has some, some dunk attempts against those players who are usually the most athletic players in the tournament that were were crazy. I mean, he has long arms and and his uh, athleticism athleticism makes him a very intriguing prospect long term. Actually, uh, kind of a late bloomer. Uh, he's a really impactful impactful defender, and he has he makes makes most of his damage in transition because of that quickness, that long strides, that jumping ability. Uh, he's still very, very raw offensively in terms of skills with the ball and footwork, footwork too. 
but I think he has some good feel for the game. He looks unselfish. He who's, looks like a winning passer who understands the game. He played uh, a role type of, of, of um, he, he was a role player for Brazil during the, the under 18 uh, South American and the under 18 few Americas. He averaged uh, 7.6 points in the South American and 6.3 points in the FIBA Americas and 20 and 26 minutes each. And uh, he had not the most efficient turnaround in, term of, in terms of shooting uh, with, I don't know, 27% from three in one tournament and 22% from three uh, in the other and a really low 31% from the field. To nine from 29 in two point shots at the few Americans. But you really watch him play. You really <laughs> Those watch are all dunks, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he really, you really watch him uh, play and run and, and jump. And, and you realize that he has a, a great future ahead of him as a, possibly a, a versatile defender who, who could defend multiple positions, who could switch a lot in the defensive side, and who could also run the floor. As I said, he has some really incredible dunk attempts in the tournament. Most of them ended with misses, but the fact that he shot so high from so far away were crazy. They were actually shot dropping because of his strides and how high he got uh, his reach and his extension uh, when, when he finished. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's not very... Um, uh, not, not something something that you see every day. That's not normal. Uh, yeah, exactly. He didn't put great shooting numbers, but he should should mechanic looks good, good, good. Looks promising. Uh, it looks fluid. He even took a few a few mid range shots during both tournaments, and those shots were off the dribble. So you kind of have to have a, a good fluid mechanic to take those, those kind of shots against a, a defender of the dribble mid-range. So his, his shooting look, look interesting. Um, the three-point shot mainly of the catch, uh, also with good rhythm. So uh, I think he could be a, a potential 3 and D player and the, and the next level with his, as I say, uh, versatility of defense in defense, lateral quickness, jumping ability, his ability to protect the rim right now is it's outstanding. Uh, he, beside his uh, vertical leap, he's a really quick leaper, so he can get off the, off the floor really quick. Uh, so he can protect the rim. Um, he's quick and long enough to, to defend multiple positions in the perimeter. So I think he could also switch. Um, well, his, his versatility in defense looks promising. I mean, he's not the um, very, how do I say, uh, consistent in that level. He needs to understand the game a little bit more, but uh, athletically and physically, his potential is incredible. Yeah. Um, 
watch the highlights that I'll put in there at the, uh, in the, in the show notes, uh, just to kind of to kind of get an idea, um, about Samus Calderon. Um, it's, you know, it's really just, um, now, now it's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a talent package there. There's a potential package there. And now it's just on him to work, you know, he's, you know, the, the, the tools are there, but he just needs to, you know, sit, you know, get down and, 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 and really start working. Uh, you mentioned he won't turn 18 until uh, late November. So uh, still, still really a baby. Um, and, uh, but there's plenty of potential, uh, potential there and, and will be really interesting to see um, the jump from this uh, spring to next summer and the under 19 uh, world cup. That was very yeah. interesting to see what he, what he's able to do in that period. Uh, next guy uh, is um, uh, 2003 born uh, guy Bonilla, who uh, we've seen a lot. Uh, we've seen a lot already uh, is um, in the Barcelona system uh, made his, Bar- made his uh, Barcelona uh, year league debut uh, has already become a, yeah, pretty solid contributor to the to the uh, to the Mexican senior national team. Uh, um, actually, played twenty three minutes, uh, nine points, four assists, uh, three rebounds, two steals against the USA, uh, in a victory over the USA um, in the World Cup qualifiers in the in the in the February window. He'll obviously be uh, one of the one of the players uh, in the in the upcoming window um, for uh, for Mexico at the qualifiers. World Cup qualifiers, um, and they actually have games uh, this week. Um, it's against uh, Cuba, so I imagine he'll definitely play uh, quite a bit in that game. And then, kind of depending on you know where they're at, uh, if they can uh, against Puerto Rico is the last game. Have to see how much uh, he's gonna you know. Uh, you know how much he's going to play uh, in that game. Uh, mentioned Barcelona, um, and uh, he, he mainly has been with the with their ABA second their second team in the ABA in the ABA fourth division, which I, I I think in some regards is okay. In some regards, they kind of need to to give some of their prospects a, a chance to play a little bit higher. Um, I, I think he needs to be either on the, on the senior team there, uh, gets uh, loaned or uh, what's the word that they linked uh, to a different team for next season. Um, uh, and uh, of course he was on the, the podcast. He was on the taking the charge uh, prospects podcast uh, a few, a couple months ago. Uh, so definitely go and, and check that out. Uh, so what do you have on uh, Guy Bonilla? Well, um, Bonilla is a really interesting prospect. He's a 6'8", small forward, combo forward, power forward, born in, in 2003 in February, so he's already 19. Um, this is on, he played 24 games in the EBA, with the EBA team of Barcelona, uh, with... Um, 12.5 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 2.2 assists, two steals. I mean, he can fill a box score with, without any problem. He's a really complete player. 
uh, he's a really team-oriented player. Right now, his his best skills are his awareness, his basketball IQ, his playmaking, his passing ability. Uh, he actually played two games at the Euro League at the end of the season for Barcelona. I mean, not meaningful minutes, but he played. Um, he's a right-handed forward with a really strong tendency to drive left every time he can. And he can. Uh, not a great athlete, but has length and strength to finish around the rim. Very, very smart, very unselfish player. He really knows how how to play the game. He's an outstanding passer, uh, great basketball IQ and great feel for the game. Uh, he's really looking for scoring opportunities for him or for his teammates. Um, he's not, he's studying the defense. He really punished defense and rotations. He, he looks uh, great uh, with the ball in his hands, creating for his teammate, finding open shots and, op- uh, and finding cutters too. Uh, he can pass with either hand actually, um, his anticipation, his awareness, he's always making the right play. I mean, uh, he's a, a great team player. Um, not a real reliable shooter right now, especially in the three-point shot. Uh, he's a low volume with a slow mechanic. I mean, uh, it looks like a two-motion shot. Uh, that skill will be critical for his long-term future because um, he, if he can stay on the floor, he, he could really stay on the floor with his uh, knowledge of the game, his defensive abilities, uh, his rotation. But he, if he cannot hit a three-point shot, he will find it hard. Um, he's um, on the defensive end. He's uh, he's really great with because of his length and his anticipation. Uh, he's a solid, solid rebounder. Um, so right now, uh, he he understands rotations. He really is, looks like he's one step uh, ahead of of the game. Uh, I think right now his his game is better suited for for the European style of basketball more 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 like it uh, because of he's not a, a great athlete he's not quick he's he's not an above the rim finisher or or a quick leaper or anything like that but he really understands the game he he knows the game so um, I think that for that rhythm. Uh, right now, he will be critical for him to to play at a more competitively and, and find minutes at, at, at the next level. I uh, mean, Lev Oro or, or Lev Plata. Or I think Barcelona has some some teams there. Uh, actually, Ibu Bachi or Juani Marcos uh, played for Barcelona and played last season at at, at Lev Gold. So maybe if he can find minutes and, and, a, and a good role against uh, better pros, uh, he, he could really take the, ne- the game to, to the next level. He, he's a, a really interesting pro- prospect as a, as a team-oriented player, as a, as a contributor, uh, contributor to, to winning basketball games. I mean, he maybe not put great numbers or terrific stats, but he will always be looking to make the right play. 
Yeah, he's a he's a guy who I think will be would be really well served to uh, to play at a higher level um, because that would um, that would help him sort of push his uh, perimeter skills, his wing skills, um, because in the EBA, they, you know, and especially since that's the second team, you want to kind of get away. You kind of want to use him a little bit more in the big, you know, in the post a little bit and long-term he's going to have to play more wing. Yeah. That, that's where you can really take advantage of, of his, of his skill set if he can develop it, you know, but he's got to develop it. And so that's why I think, um, at a, at a senior team in the, in, you know, in the second division, um, even the third division, um, you know, you're, you, you know, you don't want to put him in the post. You want to let him, you want to let him work on the wing and get better at the wing. And so, um, I think I, this next step for him is really, inter- uh, really going to be important to figure out, you know, where he's going to be able to develop, uh, um, uh, to see if he is a wing long-term and, and how he can do it. Yeah. So, all right. Fantastic stuff. Uh, then Raul, why don't you let everybody know where they, where they can find you, read your words, etc., and then we'll get on our way. As usual, you can find me at uh, Twitter in Prospect Argentina. Uh, I will be doing a extend, uh, extended coverage from the under 17. Uh, I hope so. And in Spanish, I also have uh, my own Twitter account that's my name, Raul Rusidi, in and uh, there you could find me talking in Spanish, but mostly in English is Prospect Argentina. Prospect Argentina, yes. <laughs> All right, Raul, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, uh, and uh, enjoy the tournament. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, man.